To that horror witch podcast this show is christy and today i'm gonna be talking about the 2018 movie what keeps you alive this is written and directed by colin minahan who has also done grave encounters and extraterrestrial we have jules played by Brittany allen who was in the movie prodigy jigsaw the soap opera all my children and i recently saw her in the boys which is a really good tv show that i have apparently been sleeping on on for far too long and we also have Hannah Emily Anderson who was playing Jackie she was also in the movie Jigsaw the Purge TV series and X-Men Dark Phoenix so Jules and Jackie are newlyweds they haven't even been dating for that long prior to getting married so they decide to go on a little getaway to Jackie's family's cabin in the woods for a nice little weekend vacation you know what could go wrong how romantic so you know <laughs> by Jackie's definition of cabin and rustic it, to the I guess you could say poor folk <laughs> it's a beautiful big old house it's got two stories and it's next to a lake like if it wasn't so big it would pretty much be like my dream home so anyway Jules is in love with this place immediately which again I can't blame her and Jackie's family is known for hunting. They have a deer and bear head up against the fireplace because of course you do and there's also a very antique old shotgun because of course. Um, so Jules is exploring the house and she's in awe and wonder and Jackie can't seem to find her insulin. She's diabetic so keep that in mind. And Jules is again she's so in love with this place she's just like going room to room like oh my god this is insane this is insane oh my god. You know even though it is big on the outside it does have a very cozy interior so I will say that. So apparently Jackie had wandered outside to stare idly at the lake house without really saying a word to Jules or no it's a boathouse anyway so she has this cold blank emotionless stare like she's kind of dissociating and then she comes back to earth making light of the boathouse being run down um so later on they have dinner they're cuddled up by the fireplace and they have some wine and Jackie plays a little bit of guitar and she starts singing to her and I love how there's outside shots for the ambiance of showing how isolated in the woods they are. So the song that Jackie decides to sing isn't like a romantic song. It's like a fucked up folk song uh, singing about killing and uh, having a demon inside and kind of on the nose there, huh Jackie? So <laughs> Jules stops her and things get hot and heavy for them until they see some car headlights and hear a car roll up and Jules gets scared and worried and Jackie's cool as a fucking cucumber and at first you suspect oh okay this is going to be one of those the mysterious stranger happens on a couple in a cabin in the woods and kills them so not quite <laughs> 
Jackie gives zero fucks and she confronts the shadowy figure while Jules is like practically shitting herself and you know I can't fucking blame her like where they are there's no neighbors there's only neighbors that are like across this lake that's separating them so it makes no sense for people to just be showing up here and by the way um I don't know if you can hear my congestion I have to take my allergy pill soon and I have to wait so anyway moving on so it's apparently a woman who Jackie is referred to as Megan it's her former childhood friend Sarah played by Martha McIsa you would know her as Becca in Superbad the last house on the left remake and the movie Battle of the Sexes so they hadn't seen each other in years so much time that Sarah didn't even know she that Jackie slash Megan was still coming around Jules feels comfortable enough to meet Sarah and Sarah decides to stop by to see why there were lights on because there was a break-in at her house last year so like I said the only neighbors there are are across the lake and that's where Sarah lives with her husband Daniel and so Jules calls Jackie out for going by the name Megan and catching her in one of many lies so Sarah picks up on the passive-aggressive tone and the awkwardness and decides to leave and right away Jackie or Megan. I'm gonna refer to her as Boo throughout this. <laughs> so anyway, Jackie slash Megan wants to immediately cover her tracks concerning Jules and you know obviously Jules is understandably really fucking pissed at her and that honestly in my opinion is grounds for immediately leaving or divorce and I say this as someone who has dated a person long term who lied about their age and at the time I was already like I already had feelings for this person and sadly at the time my self-esteem was still non-existent at that point um it was right after I'd finally escaped an abusive relationship and I thought this new person was a total opposite and I needed to just forgive this because you know I'll never find someone like this ever again like this is the best person I've ever met and you know but if someone's willing to lie about something like that like that crucial just <sighs> leave immediately do not give second chances because you can't be with someone who's willing to lie about big or small things like if they're willing to lie about something insignificant that you don't even have to lie about then they're gonna absolutely lie about big stuff um then you end up you know being in a relationship with someone that you don't trust and honestly what's the fucking point of that so anyway back to the movie <laughs> it's the next day it's the crack of dawn and Jules is pondering about the Megan slash Jackie situation and decides to go for a jog in the woods to clear her head and she stops to catch her breath and sees a small rowboat that was overturned in the lake and she notices there's scratch marks on the bottom of it when all of a sudden Jackie slash Megan catches her off guard and she's offering to take her on a ride as a peace offering and she feeds her a bullshit line about how oh I never liked my name and when I figured out I was a lesbian you know this new name felt more like me um, I want to leave the past behind. Da, 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 da. So the icing on the bullshit Sunday, <laughs> which is honestly 
a manipulator's cliche of giving a sappy gift because of course you know you got caught in a lie so she gives her this locket you know just a love bomber so don't fall for that too <laughs> so anyway Jules accepts the cheesy gift and so they get back to the woods and they practice shooting some cans and Jules is struggling and she's only ever shot at like targets and never went hunting. She's not really a fan of hunting and I don't really blame her because I don't really understand the whole hunting for sport, you know, instead of using the whole animal and being respectful, but that's just me. So anyway, <laughs> so long as you're doing that, like fair enough, but yeah, I just, I think it's gross to see dead deer on the side of the road and I get, you know, sometimes it has to do with population control, but yeah, no thank you. So anyway, Jules tries to correct Megan slash Jackie stance and everything like that. And she quickly eats her words because then Megan Jackie hits every single fucking can after she doesn't listen to a word that she says. And so... <laughs> Later that night, Megan Jackie is gloating about how her dad would take her hunting at the cabin every summer, and she tells a story about how her dad woke her and her best friend Jenny to go hunting, and then she goes on to say that she went off on her own and came face to face with a big black bear, and she shot it, and she didn't exactly finish the job, so apparently the bear was a she, and saying that she was struggling, and so she just kind of sat there <laughs> and being a little way too descriptive of the bear's suffering it's really fucking chilling it really reminds you of when Ted Bundy was he made someone go into detail about like a really gruesome scene it was really fucked up this is that so she's a fucking psycho and she let the poor bear like struggle and die for a good 20 minutes because she's fucking psychotic. So anyway, her dad then decides to gift her a hunting knife to make sure that like whenever her gun jams that she could like put it out of its misery and apparently tells her this little motto. You only kill keeps you alive. It means like, oh, you don't let any part of the animal go to waste, so they eat every part of the bear, blah blah blah. So Jules tells her, you know, that's pretty fucked up. And yeah, <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. So Jackie leaves, or Megan, Megan, Jackie, whatever, goes to town to run some errands and grab some things while Jules was still asleep and she left her voicemail. And so that's when Jules decides to take the rowboat to Sarah's house across the lake. And she's fucking wiped out by the time she gets there because that, that shit is fucking strenuous. And it's not like it's a short distance either. It's a fucking ways away. So Sarah's a good host and she gets her some much needed water and she introduces her to her husband, Daniel. And and she finds a picture of Jackie slash Megan and young Sarah and their friend Jenny as kids. And of course, this prompts her to ask if Jenny still lives around here. And Sarah tells her that Jenny died not too long after the picture then was taken. They were young, maybe like preteens or so, judging from the picture. And Sarah thinks it's really fucking weird how Jenny's death, especially since it was so tragic and, you know, she was so young and clearly it had a big impact on all 
all of them, how she was never even brought up or didn't know anything about her. So they offer Jules some wine, and since she's going to be there for a while, Jules opens up about how they've only been married for a year, which is a huge fucking red flag. Like, how would you not know that within a year? At some point, that shit's going to come up. Like, you, you just tell your significant other, like, really dark stuff, especially if it's a big significant thing in your life you know like what the fuck so now Jules just cannot trust Jackie anymore and she can barely even sleep next to her again she's mad at her for lying by omission like this is you know important shit saying that Sarah alluded to Jackie as having something to do with Jenny's death and she gives her a sob story about how Jenny accidentally drowned and how she was cleared of any wrongdoing um they make up and walk towards this cliff and Jules unfortunately reveals it's going to be an awkward dinner since she invited Sarah and Daniel over and Jules tells her she used to play baseball as a kid when suddenly Jackie decides or you know at this point Megan pushes her off the fucking cliff and so we assume as an audience that she's fucking dead and the first time I watched it it fucking got me especially since it was like barely an hour into the movie when this happens and you know I'm gonna keep on referring her to Megan because I feel like that's just kind of suiting you know like (laughs) she's strolling back to the cabin without a care in the world and burns the plaid shirt that she was wearing that Jules had ripped when she fell she practices her little 911 call in the bathroom to get her story straight practices her freak crying on her way back to Jules' body. But oh wait, it's not there. Only the cheesy locket that she gifted her earlier. And let the cat and mouse game begin. Jules is in a world of pain. She's got a friggin head wound one arm is broken which she snaps back in place and most likely is definitely concussed legs are all messed up she's limping around confused while thinking back on the good times with her fake wife and she then hears psycho megan call out to her acting all concerned and she hides behind a boulder. I like that boulder. That is a nice boulder. She is just shocked and in horror as she's hearing these theatrics and trying not to pass the fuck out. And she kind of does. And now it's nightfall and Megan goes full American Psycho with no emotion that she'll find her and the camera's right on her face and she knows the woods like the back of her hand and thankfully it starts raining and this makes her retreat. Poor Jules is daydreaming or I guess just having flashbacks of the earlier stages and they have pillow talk. Jackie lets it slip that she sees herself as a bird of prey and Jules should fear her. Even creepily watches her sleep like she's never seen a human do that before and that she's not human herself and just fascinated by this human activity so the one thing she didn't lie about was having diabetes and she takes her insulin while suiting up for people hunting and gets trank darts because of course she does and she has the camo and everything and poor Jules is trying to stay conscious and fighting her body's aches and wanting to just sleep and she ends up washing her face in a puddle and she drinks some of the water and she's focusing on finding the main road 
And this is juxtaposed with Jules painfully stumbling while Jackie slash Megan is quiet stepping everywhere. Just like so fucking calculated. And we think she's got Jules in her sight, but it's a deer. And Jules is finally back at the cabin, which I felt was a fucking bold move on her part because seeing as she's literally being hunted by her fake wife. So Jules is frantically trying to call the police from her laptop, but there's no fucking Wi-Fi. Then she stitches herself up in the bathroom. She takes a handful of pills and realizes the severity of her injuries. And the tension really fucking builds when she finds the bloody mess Jules left in the bathroom when Jackie comes back, because of course. And she's, so Jules is in the rowboat to Sarah's house and she's still calling her Jackie for some reason. So again, I'm gonna flip-flop. Clearly, this was a fake name on purpose, knowing what we know now, and of course she's catching up to her in another rowboat. Fucking Jackie is going like full Terminator mode. She is just apex predator, and it's fucking terrifying. And of course, she catches up to her and jumps into her boat. This scene in particular was scary as shit because she's stuck in the middle of this lake with this fucking psycho and, you know, she's got nowhere to go. <laughs> and she was going like this was the fucking Olympics or something. Meanwhile, Daniel, Sarah's husband, is looking on and he looks a he looks a lot like Alex Winters from The Lost Boys and Bill and Ted, but it's not him. So, you know, she's completely at her mercy and she can see help, but she can't fucking do anything. And of course, Jack slash Megan is threatening her life and everything. And thankfully, she's able to convince Daniel to reschedule the dinner date to that night instead of the next day, like how Jackie wants her to. And so, thankfully, that buys her some more time. So, back at the cabin, she's bathing Jules while telling her she has to die by accident, or else she can't cash in on her life insurance policy, and that she never actually loved her. But then, this is where I start to get mad at Jules because she straight up fucking tells her the second that they get to their house that she's going to tell them all about her. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Um, she has no qualms about killing people. So why would you do that to yourself and other people? Why sign your death certificate like that? Like, come the fuck on. So, of course, she doesn't take kindly to those threats and holds her underwater and threatens to kill Sarah with her hunting knife. So, awkwardly waiting by the fire for the dinner from hell. Jules is being naive and tries to talk sense into her and again this fucking angers me because like you can't fucking reason with her. It's kill or be killed at this point. Like get it together. And I get that she's trying to manipulate her in a way but like come the fuck on. So that's when Psycho decides to tell her about her first wife in quite a matter of fact way. Eerily similar to this situation. On vacation. Got her drunk. Oh whoopsie daisy. She drank and she pretended to mourn her like she promises to do for Jules saying that she was priceless unlike Jules like that's fucking unnecessary like Jesus as predicted dinner is even more awkward and filled with even more tension and it builds and it keeps on building because you just want everyone to overpower Jackie in her Megan mode and all live but no we can't have nice things so the couples get to know
know each other more and you know how you knew that they were the one blah 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 the wine is flowing there's opera music you know to set the mood I guess and the spouses separate for after dinner chit chat and Daniel is drunk as shit and he's with Jackie outside all while Jules is inside with Sarah with of course a close eye watching and Daniel has a slip of the tongue that Sarah's fucking scared of her and Jackie outs herself as a psychopath and lets it off. So bravo to the little touches showing how highly this woman thinks of herself. She's all put together. Again think of Patrick Bateman in a sleek black dress. She's got her hair pulled back and she's got an interesting piece of jewelry on. It's a shark's tooth necklace. And yeah, like, there's a deer head and a bear head on the mantle, but I see it as Jackie seeing herself as above these beasts. How she's on the top of the food chain, and she is the top killer, and she parades this fucking arrogance around. So I really appreciated that. So Jules gets caught telling Sarah everything, and we see her mouthing frantically, and Sarah looking on in horror, and she she tries to warn Daniel to get away from her, but she ends up slitting his throat. So Jules tells Sarah to run, and I won't lie, the entrance that Jackie makes is pretty fucking epic. It's in slow-mo, and she has this fucking menacing look on her face, and very much like the Kubrick eyebrow stare. So she heads right for Sarah and Jackie overpowers her and she's really enjoying stabbing Sarah and twisting the knife literally and metaphorically, admitting that Jenny fought harder. She fucking overkills her. She just keeps on stabbing her and stabbing her. It's insane. And this all happens so fucking quickly in this slow burn of a movie and then this fucking dinner party lets it all loose and it kicks the horror into high gear. It's extra creepy. Everything is said and done. Like poor Jules is like in fucking shock at this point. Sitting on the couch doesn't know what to do. She's in like frozen mode. So then crazy ass Jackie decides to compare their pulses and of course Jules is racing whereas Jackie's is just calm. Again, arrogant as fuck about it too. So she covers the room in plastic a la Dexter, cuts up the bodies, makes Jules watch, blames Jules for killing them, that she was looking for an easy way out, but that's not gonna happen. So she dumps the bodies in the lake, makes Jules clean up the blood spatter a certain kind of way, otherwise it'll be picked up by forensics. She's clearly done this before. Then they talk about nature versus nurture. Jackie states matter-of-factly that it's definitely nature in her part. So there's then a montage of Jackie cleaning the scene in black light with jewels tied to a bed screaming and all the while she's saying how she's free to do whatever she wants because she has no conscience or guilt at all. This is paired with the Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven is playing. And there's a fake out scene where Jules frees herself, grabs Jackie's knife and stabs her to death 
death. But no, it's just a dream. She's stuck and Jackie makes Jules breakfast so her stomach is full when an autopsy is performed so it looks like a normal fucking day. She takes pliers to take out Jules stitches that she did on herself. Jackie is really fucking cheery and you know it's finally gonna end and she goes into another room while Jules finds a tiny box filled with lockets like hers that she was gifted earlier behind the bear head. Of course she gets caught in the act. And again, I wish she would have just grabbed them and like shoved them in her pocket or her bra, just like fucking anywhere, just to have that evidence on her, because she could easily grab the box of lockets and just like fucking throw them somewhere, you know? Like then there's that evidence. Again, bravo for keeping us on our toes. So she's driving them back to the cliff, and this is the smartest fucking thing that Jules has done, and she stabs Jackie in the neck with a trank dart that she somehow found. Jackie tries to make Jules jump, but thankfully she passes out before that happens, and Jules takes the jeep, and I'm fucking relieved for her and I just want her to just drive off and explain everything to the cop. But no, for no good reason, she turns around to get her, but oh no, she's gone. She goes back to the cabin for no good reason. Looking for her, holding the hunting knife, thankfully takes the old shotgun with her, and she sets up the stereo system in the cabin. She's blaring this rock song that's apparently their song, which isn't even remotely romantic. I mean, it's a good song. It's Silver Chair's anthem for the year 2000 and the lyrics actually are very appropriate for the fuckery going on in the world right now but again it's it's a nice song and everything but I don't understand how that would be seen as someone's song but okay so she again she tries to fucking make Jackie feel bad while she's pointing the antique shotgun at her and of course Jackie decides to mind fuck her by getting into her head about how oh well the gun's gonna backfire anyway since it's so old and this buys her time and then of course Jules misses while Jackie runs upstairs, gaining the upper hand for the millionth fucking time, and again, made me yell at her <laughs> to just fucking just peace out, just go in the fucking jeep and leave. So, they end up fighting in the attic, and we don't see this, but we can hear it, like, when you're being a nosy neighbor, and you listen on, on your upstairs neighbors having a fight for, like, the billionth time that week. So, Jackie wins, because of course she does, and then she drags Jules' body, then once again shoves her off the cliff while she's still alive, and Jules dies this time, and Jackie finally makes her a 911 call with her fake crying act and everything, and after the theatrics, she runs into the cabin, she's stumbling around, she tries to give herself her insulin shot. Thankfully, Jules, as a last fuck you to her, made a video saying how she put hydrogen peroxide in her insulin vial that'll then cause her to have a stroke, and she throws it, and sure enough, it does that peroxide fizz to the wall, and so she's running through the woods and it's poetic justice to see a black bear I don't know if it's actually there or not but she's thinking back to her first kill with a shotgun as a kid and her death is slow it's agonizing it's exactly what she fucking deserves and there's a moment where the camera is on Jules and then it goes up to the trees and we hear the faintest of gasps and I'm hoping that she survived but fucking doubtful and I don't 
I really love the story. It's simple, yet it's multi-layered. The woods are gorgeous, but also terrifying. Again, with the atmosphere of isolation being a target. And I really was rooting for Jules to make it. And there were many fake endings and fake outs and everything. And I was really fascinated with Megan, aka Jackie. And like, she's a fucking viper, but you are so captivated by how calculating she is. And she does things without any kind of reservation. And that's a testament to Hannah Emily Anderson's performance. And, you know, both were outstanding. And now I want to watch Jigsaw just to compare. And I like to see when I see an actor do a really fantastic job in one movie or TV show or something, I want to see them in other things. So, and what I gathered from the get-go was that it seemed like Jules was more into her than Jackie was into her. Um, You know, I thought it was a originally like oh this couple is going away because they're trying to mend their relationship they're on the rocks or whatever but no they were like newlyweds and yeah so after multiple viewings like that was the vibe that I picked up on and you can catch this on Tubi, YouTube, Roku, Vudu, Apple TV. I don't know if it's still on Shutter or not. I got rid of my Shutter subscription. So yeah, check out what keeps you alive and have a good night fiends. Bye!